shockwaves throughout the Beltway, Attorney General Merrick Garland has named Jack Smith as a special counsel for Trump criminal probes. Trump says he will not partake. Mike Pence says the move is very troubling. Attorney Tom Rents will explain the significance of a special counsel and the timing of Trump's 2024 campaign. And the connection between Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX, Democrats, and Ukraine? Well, investigative political analyst Greg Bolin explains the crypto market and the implications of a scandal with far-reaching tentacles that may expose more than we bargained for. And the midterms highlighted a deeply fractured Republican Party, hence the recent tensions between President Trump and Ron DeSantis. Man in America, Seth Holhouse, says the GOP is a hot mess on the brink of civil war. Let's call this one Corruption DC. It's all next on Viewpoint This Sunday. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the Weekend News Magazine, Viewpoint This Sunday. It is Malcolm Outloud here. Well, we are calling this one, my fellow Americans, Corruption DC. And boy, we are knee deep into it, aren't we now? Uh, Sort of at a tipping point in the nation almost, I would say, as everybody takes their position. It's almost like a Broadway play, actually, I'd say. Everyone takes their position. Uh, You ramp up the music and there you go. You're off and playing. I don't know why I say that, but it's an interesting place to start, isn't it now? Uh, well, welcome into the broadcast. We have a lot to cover. An exciting program. There's some really cool people on today that I'm anxious to talk to. And uh, we will get a whole lot of insight, I am certain, of the, the lay of the land and what's taking place here. Uh, we're going to start right up front here with uh, really super excited to have on here. Attorney Tom Rents joins us. And uh, Tom has a law firm in Ohio. Uh, and you know the name because he has been really, uh, it, it, really at the forefront of a lot of these battles that had surfaced up in our nation, uh, some major lawsuits and initiatives throughout the COVID overreach. Um, but uh, clearly he is um, on the march for, uh, what do we call it? Freedom, liberty, freedom, all the things we fight for, dear friends. Uh, Tom Rents, welcome to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is awesome to have you here, brother. Glad to be here, Malcolm. I'm always excited to do the show. Let's start in a very interesting place. And this one, I have to, in full confession, caught me by surprise. I don't know if it did you uh, or who else, but and this is the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, naming Jack Smith, special counsel for Trump criminal probes. And this is, I mean, it seems highly unusual. Of course, Jack Smith is not a household name, number one. So you have to look and see who this cat is. And he surely has a background. They choose a guy like this for specific reasons, clearly. 
But very unusual. Anytime you're doing a special counsel, it's nothing to take lightly. I mean, you can count on a hand how many of these big special counsels we've had. The timing on this is quite uh, interesting, could almost say alarming, Tom, where you have the 2022 votes are still being counted. Trump announces a 2024 campaign. All this is heating up. Why a special counsel at this moment, do you think? The thing that you got to understand is a special counsel is appointed legally because there's too great of a conflict within the DOJ. So the DOJ is essentially, to my mind, this is an acknowledgement that they're so conflicted that they can't actually even sort of in good faith do this investigation. Now, listen, Merrick Garland's a piece of garbage in my mind. Uh, yeah, this guy is corrupt. He's he's politicized the DOJ. They're using the FBI to go after people. I mean, they're raiding Melania's underwear drawer, for God's sakes. What what are we thinking here? You got to understand that at some level, the courts can't turn a blind eye when it's that obvious. The courts still have to maintain the appearance of, of uh, impartiality and, and that there's at least some sort of a, a desire for justice. So. With that in mind, there are limitations to what this guy could do. So he appoints the special counsel. What this is, and it ties into my investigations on COVID, Ukraine, China, you know, the elections, all these different things that I'm working on. This is really about trying to set up this January 6th insurrection garbage to prevent Trump from running in 24. You know, under the fourth uh, section four of the 14th Amendment, uh, you know, if there's an insurrection, something like that, you you can be prevented from uh, from taking office. This is them trying to show, well, we you know, we got an independent guy and even he found that Trump was this and Trump was that. There's nothing independent about this. I am 100 percent confident that as time goes on, if we truly investigate this special counsel and truly investigate what's going on, we're going to find out that this guy's as corrupt as everybody else. Yeah. And that this is just a game to make sure that Trump can't run. They're terrified of Trump 2024. You know, it's it's clear. I mean, the media, everybody's in lockstep. The one thing they can all agree on, no Trump. Right, right. All right. That is uh, it's a strong point. And I, I think people have a sense of what you're saying. But let me ask you something, Tom, honestly, on the flip side of this thing. I got thinking more about the timing. A lot of experts were saying that uh, this was the wrong time in for Trump. Again, the, the votes were still being counted. Dust hadn't settled. The Georgia Senate race hadn't happened. Uh, you know, the deja vu the first time around in Georgia. And so the political experts said, don't do it now. Wait till after the first. I'm wondering and I'm asking you, based on Trump with all of the investigations and that uh, seem to be suffocating uh, the former president right now, although he's not letting on uh, to the public, uh, obviously, from a PR standpoint. Do you think he his candidacy was announced then as a means to, well, you know, like I'm a candidate for president, you really can't be doing this, or sort of delay and distract? I mean, let's let's be fair. I mean, uh, that could be said as, as an assessment here, or is that completely off base? No, actually, that's, that's precisely what I think was occurring here. I... Yeah, I mean, this it's as corrupt as can be. And I think that he had to do this now. I don't think there was an option. I think that this was one of those things where, okay, well, you know, this is a political hit piece. And if you guys are going to play this game, I have to counter. Yeah. And Trump, yeah. Trump's a smart guy, and he does counter. So yeah. Yeah. I think that that's what this is. 
And when we talk about the decision to run again and why he would, you know, make the announcement now and these sorts of things, I don't think he has a choice. The guys that he he caused problems for, they don't quit. Okay. These guys are in it to win it. And, you know, they've they've put everything they've got into this. I mean, they created a disease Hmm. in a lab that killed six and a half million people. They've they've got the vaccines out there, which we've all discussed. You know, they're pushing those. They're now pushing global vaccine passports. They're pushing digital currency. I mean, our U.S. Fed is actually experimenting with digital currency right now. You're seeing the ties between digital currency, healthcare, vaccine passports, you know, control mechanisms. In Canada, they've just issued a credit card that tracks your carbon footprint based on your buying. These are guys who are, they've got a plan. And I love the the Donald. I think he's an really an amazing leader. But MAGA as a movement has to survive regardless, and right. that that comes down to we the people. But yeah, yeah. is if you recall at the end of the Obama administration, Obama fired most of the brass at the top of the Pentagon and in the CIA, DIA, Intel community. Mm-hmm. He replaced them with his people. That's right. Now, no one Obama put anywhere was good. I I literally couldn't list one person that he put anywhere that was any good. So what happened then is when Trump came in, part of the battle that Trump was fighting is one that I don't even think he noticed, but it was against the intel community. And I think one of the most profound things that occurred, and I say this as someone who admits, you know, and and openly General Flynn's a friend, but I think that one of the most profound things that occurred And the most telling things is General Flynn had made it known that he was going to do an audit of Black Book projects once he and Trump got in there. Black Book projects are the reason that toilet paper costs $5,000 for the military. It's because they say it costs $5,000 and use the other $4,999 for some project that's not on the books because it's classified. Well, had, had Flynn done that, they would have seen all the subversion that was occurring from our intel community. Our intel community has been doing this forever. Our intel community and some of the brass in the Pentagon are really were really key to undermining Trump. Uh, the rumors, you know, Russia collusion, all this stuff going to the FBI. You know, there's always, well, we can't figure out where this came from, or we can't find the tie here or the tie there. The, the tie was always the intel community. What about this Operation Warp Seed? Will that come back to haunt Trump? I mean, it's a real mixed bag here, isn't it? Yeah, I've been pretty outspoken on it. I, I think that was a setup from the beginning. Yeah. I think that that's the ultimate insurance card against Trump 2024. Yeah. I think that what's going to happen, and this is a prediction, I don't have proof, but what I think is going to happen is I think that Trump is going to beat this insurrection garbage. There's yeah. a bunch of legal strategies he can use that would be very, very strong on it. That would be just insurmountable for the other side. They'll just make it go away because they can't they can't counter those. The The truth is going to keep coming out mm-hmm. no matter what. Right. right. But I think that the big thing is going to be that, uh, you know, yeah. they need to let the truth come out a little yeah. more profoundly because they're going to say, well, Trump killed all your friends and family and loved ones and all your health problems that you have now are because of Trump, because of Operation Warp Speed. Interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying is they have I mean, it's amazing what you've shared, because you're saying they you believe they there are so many insurance policies that they sort of have gathered up uh, and, you know, have some sort of a to keep him out of office again, because I think they're aware, Tom. That a a a, um, a President Trump 2.0 is going to be pretty lethal, isn't it? 
It would be the end of this. And, you know, if he was to get another, if he was to be put into office again, uh, yeah. his mandate, because they throw, they will have thrown everything they have yeah, at yeah. him. Well, so if he were to make it again, his mandate would be so powerful. No. I mean, it would reshape the country for decades. Well, in that case there, I think you'll sign me up to run one of those committees then, potentially, Tom Wrench, you know? <laughs> if, that's you what's coming, if that's what's coming out of that, man. That I is... just hope he'll consider me for Nuremberg 2.0. Oh, that's another conversation we got to have on another day. I, people, listeners have been asking me what you just said. I'm, I'm, I swear to you, listeners have been sending us so many comments about Nuremberg 2.0 and asking us, uh, and asking McCullough and asking Ely and so many others on the platform here what the, you know what, what what's going to happen with that down the road here. But move, moving the ball forward for time here. Uh, in the moments we have left and running uh, tight here, but this has been so great. Uh, I want to get your opinion because we'll be covering the next segment, FTX, this uh, Sam Bankman Freed. Uh, this is something else, man. And I know you have opinions on this. This is a guy that is so knee deep into, well, the crypto, of course, but the corruption and the giving back to uh, the vast lion shares going to Democrat players. What do you make of this story and how... How much will this uh, <laughs> uncover in corruption, D.C.? Well, I think that the crypto collapse is going to be used as a pretense to suggest that digital currency has to be controlled by federal governments or international bodies. Uh, they, they need to get rid of the private crypto. And, you know, crypto, period, is really an amazing thing to me. So I typed an email this morning, right? In that email, I'm sure I used the word the. The value of a piece of cryptocurrency is equivalent to the word the in that email. If I push delete, it's gone. If I push space, it's still there. The, cryptocurrency is nothing more than some syntax in a computer. And all you got to do is push delete. Now, the thing about it is, is fiat currency may be fiat, but at least I hold the piece of paper, right? Mm -hmm. If you and I agree that that piece of paper is worth a dollar, then it's worth a dollar. The, the, the fiat currency is frankly completely safe compared it's not completely safe but completely safe compared to the uh cryptocurrency because the cryptocurrency is only a bureaucratic keystroke away from being gone and the thing about that we see with ftx is ftx was i mean listen us sends billions of dollars to ukraine ukraine uses that money to buy a bunch of ftx cryptocurrency that doesn't exist it's just computer stuff mm -hmm. And then FTX uses its increased value to funnel money to the Democrats who then vote for more money to Ukraine, right? That that was the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, people should be in jail all over the place on this. Well, this guy um, is still in the Bahamas, obviously. That's one of the big contentious points is that, uh, there, he's, you know, what, what do you think happens with that? First of all, do you think, uh, do, you, do you think this guy, there's going to be, I mean, does he escape this thing like a Houdini or is it just too big, too, too bloated that there's no way it depends on whether he was smart enough to keep some of the skeletons in the closet uh in his pocket if he knows where the bodies are buried mm -hmm. so you know somehow he'll get away with it mm -hmm. uh if he doesn't then he'll be in jail and maybe wow. epstein wow. uh you know it just <laughs> comes down to the, it comes down to whether or not he was smart enough to have insurance policies that's the only reason that Fauci's still around is because of all the insurance policies he is smart enough to have right. them right. Uh, so this guy will come down to what he's got in his pocket 
All right. All right. Tom, we got so much more to talk about ahead here. I, I got, I mean, I, oh, wow. <laughs> you, there, you know, it's funny, the segment we just did raised so many more uh, questions and thoughts uh, or roads we really need to go down. We, we'll be talking just a hit here. Thank you for leading us off here and joining me on Viewpoint this Sunday, brother. Oh, I appreciate it. I always love the conversation, Malcolm. Thank you, Tom. All right. That's Tom Renz here. And also, my fellow Americans, I want to tell you right now that uh, we've been talking a lot on the platform about these uh, health challenges coming into the winter flu season. As you know, you heard me a lot on America Out Loud Pulse. We've talked to a lot of the doctors and McCullough and I've been discussing as well this RSV, uh, the new BQ11 variants. Uh, combined with the flu season, and there's a lot of concerns there with people coming through this uh, this season. One of the best ways to arm yourself, I tell you consistently, is a healthy immune system. This is the most important thing, which is why I speak about healthy cell in the way that I speak about it. I take it every day, immune super boost. Uh, it's a micro gel. So a lot of people don't like the chalky pills. So this one, you right out of the package into the mouth, gone, or put it in a couple ounces of water, which is what I do is I take other things with it. But this is a powerful, powerful product. They have a series of products as well as focus and recall and REM sleep for all of our fellow Americans who are suffering with vaccine injuries and long COVID. These are real problems moving forward. In fact, I'll say this to you. This is actually the new pandemic moving forward is going to be what I just said to you, the vaccine injuries and long COVID. It's uh, it's massive in the size and the scope here. And uh, I can promise you the gentleman that was just on Tom Brents knows exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. It's impacted a lot of people's lives. FriendsHealthyCell.com forward slash out loud. Our listeners get 25% off that. Use the code out loud or click the banner ad back at AmericaOutloud.com. I want to take a quick pause here, and we're going to continue on with Corruption D.C. A lot more coming up on that FTX. Uh, Greg Bolden will join us. Uh, great insight into these stories. And Seth Holhouse, uh, first time I'll talk to him a little bit later on. The GOP is a hot mess on the brink of civil war. We'll take all that up next, friends, as Viewpoint rolls on. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. We're heading into a busy holiday season. That means lots of strains, uh, difficulty with sleeping, concentration, and threats to your immune system. This is a perfect time to stock up on healthy cell. Focus in memory for better uh, mental acuity, the REM sleep supplement for a full night's sleep with good sleep architecture and a great restfulness when you wake up the next day. And then the Immune Super Boost, which provides your immune system all it needs in a microgel formulation to keep your immune system healthy and to be able to fight those viral and bacterial pathogens that are just around the corner with holiday gatherings. So when you think about the holidays, Think of Healthy Cell. Go to America Out Loud Talk Radio website. Click on the banner bar to get to Healthy Cell and get a discount on your first purchase. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. 
Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is Malcolm Out Loud here. Yours truly, always a privilege to be with you, my fellow Americans. And boy, I'll tell you, we are on the stories today. We're calling this one Corruption DC. Corruption DC. I don't think I've ever done a broadcast in the five years of this program with as much corruption, deceit, and deflection as this broadcast today. So this would be, I think, a first to this level where every story leads you down the rabbit hole of corruption. FTX, you've been hearing about, a lot of people have started to hear this and they think, what is this really about? You know, everybody's busy with their lives and they half, half listen to a lot of these stories. And then when it becomes so apparent, uh, then they really tune in and pick up. And this is one of those stories that's blowing up big time. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX. It's a bit of a love affair he has with politicians, uh, far more, 90 some odd percent on the Democrat side, go figure. But it, di it, di it really weaves deep into the Ukraine aid and other things going around around the world. Let's bring on Greg Bolden here. Uh, Greg is a research and political analyst. He's, I think, really in the weeds on a lot of these stories in a big way. What's really cool about Greg, he uses his, I say, his critical thinking skills as a high school teacher, which I think is fantastic. He's host of the podcast here on America Out Loud Network, America Emboldened, with Greg Bolden, and always does a great job here. Greg, welcome to Viewpoint this Sunday. Privileged to have you on, brother. Thank you, Malcolm. So glad to be here today to talk about FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. Now, this guy is still in the Bahamas. So he's got, what, a $32 billion company that went belly up. Over a billion dollars in customer funds vanished just last week, I guess they say. Became a billionaire founder of this FTX. He's screwing both Democrats and Republicans, but in bed more with the Democrats, I guess. Uh, what is the number? Like 90-something percent or something? And, yes. Right. So it's kind of the, this is the shell game. Uh, take us from the start. Where are we at? What's going on in this investigation? All right. So for those that don't know, FTX is just the next cryptocurrency uh, exchange to fall to bankruptcy in a long line of secession that's probably about to happen. Uh, Voyager was the first one. And um, I've been doing some research into Voyager because I was personally invested into it. Uh, so wow. listeners should know that I lost all of my money uh, in cryptocurrency and exchanges. So I had kind of an added uh, benefit to doing this type of research. So I've been following who Voyager was donating money to in politics, and it led me down into uh, Binance, uh, Crypto.com, and FTX. And so I've been on the story for probably almost six months and so when this happened and they filed for bankruptcy, I wasn't too surprised, but what I was surprised was the level of corruption that became transparent and how quickly that became to the forefront. So it, kind of to break the story down for everybody, Sam Bankman-Fried is a 30-year-old kid who is doing designer meth allegedly on his 600-acre Bahama uh, <laughs> resort, so to speak, with nine of his friends living with him. 
Um, during this time, the Bahamas, he moved there because it's unregulated. Cryptocurrency, the whole idea behind it was to not rely on any central authority. The idea is that it's a digital currency. It's based on algorithms, uh, these uh, blockchains, which I know for some people that may not make sense, but I'll try to help you out today. Mm -hmm. But it was to make sure that the government and banks could not maintain any records. As a result, when crypto first came out about 15, 20 years ago, uh, the people that were using this were on the dark web, purchasing tanks, purchasing weapons, drugs. It was used a lot for illegal purposes. Well, it, it, which is why it was called the Wild West back then. That's correct. Now, this is very important to this story. Because the Wild West and the dark web, people figured out how to clean the coins. Mm -hmm. So back just 10 years ago, if you were to put a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin into your wallet, you didn't know if it was used for human trafficking. So people would take it through these cold wallet processes and clean the coins of any of its history. So you would have no idea whose hands it funneled through. And then you would know that you have a secure co coin. Now, uh, as we've gotten into the past three years, the cryptocurrencies have moved to these exchanges. And I, I think this is where uh, government starts to get involved, mm -hmm. because when we get into exchanges, now you have very powerful people on Wall Street, very powerful billionaires that can control and money launder unlimited, unlimited amounts. And so the reason they can do this is FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried's company, they created their own coin out of thin air called FTX coin, and it was exchanged on the FTX exchange. Now, Malcolm, if you have something that has no intrinsic value wow. and you create it out of thin air, you now can push the value up on your exchange, purchase Bitcoin and go through other sources and turn it back in the fiat through what's called armitages. Now, Armitages is the other big word I want everybody to pay attention to right now. This first came up when I interviewed uh, Joel Mark Gavage on my show uh, back in early August. He was telling me that you can purchase Bitcoin here in the United States, go to South Korea or China where it's exchanging for more money. And because it's unregulated, you can get pure profit on that, buy back your Bitcoin in the United States legally and go back to the Armitage and continue this process until you're a billionaire. So if you're wondering, how does a man who, by the time he's 29 years old, yeah. become a multi-billionaire worth over $10 billion? Well, you can see how this whole thing is uh, being money laundered. You know, the, the fact is, Gre Greg, the amazing thing is that he figured it out and could pull it off. I mean, I well, mean it's, not, it's, 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 it's not amazing. He's an MIT graduate and he's a mathematical genius. All right. This isn't just somebody who, you know, fly by the seat of his pants, learn the game. And he also has major backing. You should look at who his mother is. I'm, I'm going to this is such I wish that we had two hours to cover. But this he now. but he has a very unassuming look. Yeah, he does. He has a very unassuming look. But, you know, that all stated, his yeah. mother runs Mind the Gap, which is the number one donator to all Democrat candidates to make sure that they are electing people from the Democrat party. Mm -hmm. And his wow. mother, you know, props him up, gets him into the business of FTX. And eventually this other company called Alameda research. Yeah. Now here's the problem. When they filed for bankruptcy, he put all, he hacked his own system and put his money over to Alameda and then funneled money from Alameda back into cold wallets. And so this is the next term people need to know today. What is a hot wallet? What's a cold wallet? 
So if people are getting these coins, these algorithms to put onto your computer to say that you own Bitcoin and you don't have an exchange, you needed software called a wallet. And it was connected to the internet, which people felt wasn't too secure. So then they had this other thing called a cold wallet. Now, a cold wallet looks like a USB drive. You hook it up to your computer, you put your coin in, and then you take it offline. There is currently probably close to $11 billion in a cold wallet somewhere in the Bahamas. Mm, wow. People's money is there. Mm -hmm. And this is the main problem. He purchased all of our politicians very strategically in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. And I, I spoke with the FEC yesterday. And I said, I need help. I need to get these reports. This is so uh, absolutely overwhelming when you look at the fact that I have 1,800 such maximum donations going on in our government, and they're coming from our major cryptocurrencies, FTX markets, Voyager, Coinbase, Binance, all of these companies were doing it. But Sam Bankman-Fried, he was all in. And this didn't start until this election cycle. We don't have this type of history going back just four years ago. The donation started over the last two years. And what the FEC warned me of, they said, Greg, we want to make sure that you're aware. There are so many donations for October. We have not even had an opportunity to update them yet. That you're going to see much more money that filtered in <laughs> in October that we're aware yeah. of yeah. that is not part of the public record yet. With this Sam Bankman Freed now, let's let's get to the point of do you how do you see it playing out? He's in the Bahamas still right now. Uh, a lot of people talking about extradition back. What what do you think? What's your gut tell you as happens to him? So my gut tells me he is the next Jeff Epstein. Um, and when I say that, I don't mean, you know, suicide type thing. What I mean by that is I don't believe that Sam Bankman Freed is this 30 year old that is a billionaire. I feel like he's an agent. Um, and the reason why I feel like he's an agent is so he moved uh, to China for a few years. And he did that so he could go into the unregulated markets and kind of learn them and figure out how to become an expert in cryptocurrency. So when you look at some of the FECs, this mm -hmm. CCP is directly relating money to our politicians. If you look at Ben Sassy, Ben Sassy has received money from the CCP through FTX. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I bring him up is because we have this uh, idea right now of who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. And where I see Sam Bankman freed, we're, we may be on the cusp if this guy breaks on really finding out who's behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we wanted to know who was behind Jeffrey Epstein and, and compromising all these powerful people. Yeah. Sam Bankman freed now has compromised almost our entire government and pay attention. He's part of the WEF. The WEF right, deleted right. his his affiliation from their page this week, yeah. as well as there's other people in Congress. Yeah, they right deleted now. it just this week, right? Yeah, that's yeah, correct. WF, yeah. yeah. Yep. On Monday uh, afternoon, it was taken down off the page, but you can go back to the yeah. way back machine and find it. Yeah. So yeah. where do I see things playing out? Um, yeah. I mean, if he is. He could be a blessing. He could be a blessing. That's correct. If he turns, he could be a blessing. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Elon Musk is on Twitter right now saying, you know, Twitter is giving more information about this story right. than any news media. And the right. reason for is if you follow these packs, you're following all these people that this guy's given a billion dollars to just the last election cycle, a billion dollars. And yeah. he has compromised Republicans and Democrats alike. But which is smart, which is a smart move. <laughs> yeah. Smart, you know, right? Both sides. Even, even crazier, even crazier. And I, I talked about this to you off, off the show. Yeah. 
he gave $18.7 million to discredit ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. He was part of the fund to make sure that it was misinformation that went out about alternative treatments during the pandemic. Wow. And so many people lost their lives because of this kind of lunacy. That's correct. And he was people behind fell it. for it. And, and the time that he spent in China is very suspicious, is it not? Uh, it's incredibly suspicious, as well as the uh, alleged five-bedroom penthouse in the Bahamas, yeah. where the elite are going, and they're having orgies. R- now, right. Is- well, the, back to Epstein, is, that's what comes to mind immediately, is the perversion. Absolutely. Yeah, the perversion yep. and all of that. And you know, when you say, well, we may finally find out who's behind the curtain, I really, my head exploded, Greg. I was thinking, wow. And then I was thinking, wow, well, you know what? Maybe it's even more than this life form. You know how we've been seeing these stories about uh, these uh, uh, aliens uh, flying around, the the military can't find them anymore, or somebody can't, so- uh, uh, right? <laughs> Well, if you if you want to go there, I'm going to go someplace where uh-oh, one of my guests uh-oh. went. All right. So uh, pay attention to crypto and quantum computing, because there are people that are talking right now. I just had uh, Chris Michaels on my show who was talking about quantum computing is talking to other dimensions. Now, if crypto, this most advanced part of mathematics and quantum computing are coming together, as much as we may joke and jest about this, <laughs> there could be a complete truth. And I know people are going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but you've got to pay attention to what's happening right now with other dimensions being opened up through quantitative computing. This is beyond my pay grade to talk about on this show right now, mm. but it does tie together to all of this. Mm. Wow. 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 Mm. Maybe there's an impending black hole close by. I don't know, brother. You know, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a, what a, what a wild story. All right. Let's transition now sure. with the, within the uh, China conversation, and I, I, I want to get in here and talk a little bit with you, Greg, about uh, you see the uh, the big story with the uh, the new house. This was the big deal, you know. You know, I mean, it wasn't a, a a large win, but any win is a win when you get the gavel back into the uh, House of Representatives with the investigations yep. and all. And uh, now with the committees going after the Biden family and Hunter Biden. And uh, and, you know, I, I got to tell you, I, it, this, here's the crux of this. You're going to love this, Greg. So the, the the new house comes out and they make these claims. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan was on the record and, and James Comer, same, you know, on the record for this thing and saying, OK, with the House Oversight and Judiciary Committee, we're going to do this, this and this. Here's the White House's comments. If you're not sitting down, friends, sit down. This is about as rich as rich could possibly be. Their comments are they shot back with this. Well, I mean, this is just nothing but a conspiracy theory. Instead of working with President Biden to address issues important to the American people, like, all right, you know, like lower cost, congressional Republicans top priorities to go after President Biden with politically motivated attacks chock full of long debunked conspiracy theories. President Biden is not going to let these political attacks distract him from focusing on America's priorities. Yeah, like screwing the energy program and dumping the economy into the toilet. Nothing like that. And we hope congressional Republicans will join us in tackling them instead of wasting time and resources. Greg, I cannot believe that comment and the audacity of the White House to release anything of even close to that with what this establishment did to the presidency of Donald Trump and the campaign of Donald I mean, and to the American people, this is about as rich as a political statement as I've ever seen. Well, you know, if you pay attention to what happened immediately after the uh, House came out and said they're investigating Biden and his involvement in 50 different countries, uh, immediately 
you see that they hire a special prosecutor that go after Donald Trump. This is chess. Yeah, we are watching yeah. chess unfold yeah. Yeah. directly in front of us. It is complete BS. Uh, you and I both know that yeah. because I have the direct evidence in my possession to show that Joe Biden is involved in foreign countries and making money for his family. I, I've talked to you about that in the past. Mm-hmm. I know his connections in the Ukraine already. Uh, there is a whistleblower who is talking about a gambling ring in South America uh, for this venture that Hunter was in and Vice mm-hmm. President Biden were der- was was part of it. He was there uh, and he was centered on what were the returns in this gambling in Latin America going to be for him and his family. Yeah. Uh, we're getting the information at light speed right now. And the Democrats can run as much cover as they want to. Their only defense right now is yes, but January 6th. Yes. But Donald Trump, if that's your own only response, you're guilty as hell. There's a lot of dot connecting here. What comes to my mind right now is these stories. It, what's really profound. And uh, again, I don't play with theories uh, really well, but um by golly, these things are starting to be so connected when we talk about the curtain. And well, let's 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 connect a quick dot. Ukraine has FTX giving them money in order to fight their war as yeah. Joe Biden sends billions of dollars over. Guess who's cleaning that money with crypto for the Ukraine? It's funneled through the Biden administration to the Ukraine to fight the war. And FTX was at the forefront of all of that. Yeah. There's a dot that connects. That that story is so significant, and the Republicans in Congress are on that point that you just say, and they want to expose that. But again, there's plenty of corruption to go around. Uh, but the exposure of this and the dot connect, and uh, back to, well, as a prime example in our last few moments, let me just throw in here, Greg, for the hell of it here. Sure. Because uh, I said I wanted to. There's Hillary Clinton. Uh, there's linked to dark, and this is fascinating because Elon Musk. The dark money that's coming into Twitter is trying to pull all the advertising money. They're trying to hit Elon Musk right in the gut to get him to let go, let go of this and bring Twitter back to the dark forces. And how do you think that goes? And what do you I mean, what what do you think this goes with Musk? And obviously he's losing all the advertisers. And this is really Hillary Clinton, dark money group, accountable tech. Accountable tech. Yes, that's right. And accountable tech has also been uh, part of GLAAD, Ultraviolet, Black Lives Matter, Media Matters. Uh, and they've been they've been doing this for some time now. Uh, this is telling me that Elon Musk is doing something right. You know, you probably saw that uh, going into the weekend, people were talking about Twitter was going to close down immediately yeah. because yeah. all the people were walking out. Look, all the advertisers all the people that can continue to try to tell these stories, the media can try to paint it this way. What they're afraid of is shows like the ones that are on America Out Loud that are shared through Twitter. They're afraid that we're doing more news than they are, and we're doing the true news that's going to expose all of them. And so Twitter's not going anywhere. They're not going to fail. They're going to file bankruptcy. That's what I think is going to happen. They're going to file bankruptcy, but that's just so Elon can get out from the 44 billion that he lost. Twitter is going to be fine. The advertisers will come back. Everybody's there. The conversations are happening. Everybody relax. They're They're afraid that Twitter is going to succeed is what they're afraid of, right? That's correct. They're desperate right now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, brother, for uh, joining. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, uh, again, that program is, uh, I mean, you, you got to check it out, America Emboldened with Greg Bolden, and you'll catch it every day on the feed there at America Out Loud for sure. Um, Greg's good. He always gets in the weeds on things, and, you know, he's a patriot. He puts it out there, like it or love it or leave it. I mean, it is the truth. 
Uh, we've done a lot. We've done a lot of that on the broadcast today, and we're going to continue to do that next forward here. Uh, we're going to get into. Let me give you this talking point here. How's this? Uh, the GOP is a hot mess on the brink of civil war. Well, that statement was put out by Seth Holhouse. And uh, first time we'll talk to Seth, he'll join me on the other side of the pause here. Uh, stay right there. More Viewpoint in just a moment. We are the vision of the voices. You can email us at talk at americaoutloud.com. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. We invite you, friends, to invest some of your time with our magnificent family of experts, their minds and voices. It's all back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. And as you've seen the theme on today's broadcast, my fellow Americans, it is corruption dc and it is all about corruption dc i i you know i've never had a program an episode to the point of what we've talked about today where the corruption is so widespread and about every story leads to deceit and deception and corruption here uh wow let's continue on and see what else we can educate we the people about here and i am absolutely thrilled to, to the moon to have on here seth holhouse joins us uh, Seth is, he's a YouTuber, podcaster, been television personality, patriot. And I guess the backstory, Seth, that I understand, and which I, I knew a little bit about, in 2020, you shared a video that went crazy wild. And I think it was pinned, was it pinned by uh, President Donald Trump, was it? Uh... Yeah, yes, it was the, it was a video that my wife and I made, and it was actually her first video, in response to what happened on that fateful night of November 3rd. We woke up the next day, like a lot of your listeners did, feeling like we got punched in the stomach, but we thought we have to do something about this. So we built a little studio in the basement and we created this video called The Plot to Steal America, which mm. outlined you know, the election fraud, the communist infiltration, BLM, you know, Trump, his role. And we put the video up. And after a couple of weeks of putting it up, President Trump ended up sharing it. He didn't just tweet it. He pinned it on his Twitter feed, but then he and his team wow. uploaded the video directly to all of his social media accounts. So Trump's, the main video on Trump's YouTube, his Facebook, his Twitter, everything wow. was all this video. So it probably got a couple hundred million views around wow. the world. And that, so I went from being, you know, kind of just some, some random guy in Ohio to overnight having the mainstream media attacking me and calling me Trump's new MAGA, you know, mega star oh, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and here we are. Yeah, I've seen a couple of stories like that when you put your name in that kind of say that. And I chuckled, you know, chuckled. But I didn't know it was as massive as what you just described. Uh, wow. I mean, that is some pure. You can't buy that kind of exposure, you know? 
Oh, it, it was amazing because yeah. we had people emailing us from, say, Iran saying, look, we did a Farsi overdub version of it. The Iranian patriots are with you. We had Japanese wow. overdub. We had Chinese. We, it was probably translated into you know, 20 or 30 languages. I'd, yeah. I'd, be, I'd meet somebody and they'd say, oh, I shared this with all of my friends in Lithuania and it went viral in Lithuania in, in wow. the translated version. Well, because good for it wasn't, you. Good for yeah, you, because it, the video wasn't about America. It was about how America was the last bastion of freedom in the, free, yeah. in, in the world and how it's not just the American patriots that are standing up against this you know, corrupt cabal. It's the global group of, of patriots around the world that value yeah. freedom. They're all coming together. And, and one of the things we've discovered, we continue to point out to listeners, Seth, and it's been a, an overriding theme on this broadcast today, is it is uh, remarkable or unremarkable in some cases of how much these dots connect of these stories. It, it's profound, actually, when you begin to look at it. And it was gestured up front in the program, potentially with even this FTX thing and Sam Bankman-Free, potentially we're maybe on the verge of finding out who's behind the curtain. Uh, after all, uh, because it seems to be a house of cards that might fall. Let me. What do you, well, first of all, before I ask you what I really want to ask you, what do you think of that statement I just say? You know, it's very interesting because I think that a lot of what we see is crafted for us. You know, again, you mentioned behind the curtain, and you think of the Wizard of Oz. This is you know powerful. Yeah. You know, man, it's actually this this little man behind a curtain. And I think a lot of the stories that we see are. Uh, just crafted to say, look here, not there. It's, it's these magic tricks. If you know, watch the hand that's moving, not the hand that's you know moving in the the magic trick to actually to uh, overthrow your freedoms, right? And so you're looking at FTX, which I, which I covered a lot recently. I mean, I think that that story goes very deep. But one yeah. angle that I take away from it is I'm thinking to myself, if you look at the timing of the FTX uh, collapse, which we, we just witnessed. And you look at the timing of Biden's executive order to bring in a central bank digital currency, and you look at the 12 banks and the Fed, they're now piloting a central bank digital currency program. And then you go back and you read the language in Biden's executive order from March of this year, you can see that the rollout of a central bank digital currency is in a lot of ways built upon the public distrust of decentralized currency like Bitcoin. It makes me think, you know, was there something behind this that they're using this as a, say, like a false flag event as a way to accelerate and usher in this global central bank digital currency? However, however, potentially they may have overplayed their hand, do you think? Oh, I think so. Well, this, this, this gets into a much deeper conversation, but I also think that if you look at what led to the uh, downfall of FTX, one of the key triggers was a tweet by a guy named CZ, who's the head of Binance. And Binance is the, the crypto exchange. It's even larger than FTX, but actually the guy's Chinese. And so I think that what we're seeing here is I look at as the Western globalist elites are pushing forward their great reset. And what that really means is that they're trying to build, to burn down the building that we're all in and make us rush to the new building that they're building. Right, which is going to be their central bank digital currency, their food systems, their vaccine passports, et cetera. And I think that though the Chinese and Russians and the BRICS nations, there's a bigger picture of war going on. And I feel like that the reason that you would say that, which I agree completely, that they played their hand, is I, I suspect that they weren't ready for this, but the, the Chinese triggered this collapse because the Chinese, I think, have their own goals of world domination. 
And they're trying to, what I've seen, accelerate the plan of the Western globalists to a point that they can't control it anymore and to a point where their new building they want us to kind of herd into isn't built yet. And so I think that we're seeing um, a lot of indicators that there's a much bigger war going on. And my what I think is going to happen is that both parties or the multiple parties, they're going to destroy themselves. And we're mm. going to be here to you know rebuild and pick up the pieces. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's a... Uh... That's a rebuilding of the shining city on a hill, brothers, what that is, you know. It is. Um, so let me now ask you this, uh, a good segue and bridge to this thing is this. There are a lot of oddities in the pieces that are going on right now. You're right. They're still counting the vote for the 2022 election. Uh, President Trump comes out and announces 2024. A special counsel is put in place from Merrick Garland to go after Trump. Uh, you've got uh, this FTX story blown up, as we just discussed. Um, you've got a Senate race coming up in Georgia. You've got the House uh, Republicans who are going to go after now the Biden family in a tit-for-tat sort of wild world chess game. Uh, you know, other than that, there's not much going on uh, in the program here, uh, Seth. But here's the crux of it. So President Trump comes out prior to this announcement. He started to uh, make these comments and calling uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, Ron DeSanctimonious, uh, which caught a lot of people uh, totally off guard, shocked within the Republican Party and conservatives, uh, patriots, uh, MAGA, a whole bunch of labels we can put in there. We're shocked at, that you're going to have to arguably the most popular governor in the nation, one that stood up in the face of COVID and all of that. Was that the right move for Trump to do? And why did he position that right then, do you think? Well, I think that there's a lot of deeper issues behind this. And I'll, I'll get into why I say that. I think that when I look at the the two-party system here in America, I really think there's actually about two. There, there really are two parties, but they're not the left and the right. There's the the Democratic Party, the Democrat Party, which in a lot of ways, I think, has been really taken over and infiltrated heavily by the communists. And so you can see them pushing forward a communist globalist agenda. They're pushing forward abortion, um, you know, the opening of the border, you know, all of the, you know, the, the telltale signs that they're not acting in the, in the faith of the American people. But then you also have the same people doing the same exact agenda, but doing it in a much more hidden way that are the rhinos. And that's, I think, a lot of the GOP fall under this category that they're they're not actually out to save America from a communist future. They're out to line their pockets in the process and to, um, you know, like if you look at McConnell, for instance, who to, he, he had took, I think, about two and a half million dollars of this, you know, laundered money through FTX. I think that's just the tip of the iceberg, not to mention that his wife is very tied to the CCP. Um, you know, she's Chinese. That, that's, a, that's a very big, you know, a very big red flag, to say the least, to look at there. And so I think that the concern that I have is that in this two-party system, it's really the communists and those who have fallen to communism, and it's we the people and the people that uh, really care about freedom. Now, a lot of the people that vote Democrat, I'm not calling them communists because I think that they've been deceived and they've been manipulated by the propaganda and the fake news to believe they're doing the right thing. And a lot of them are acti actually acting out of what they think is the right thing. You have to give them credit for that, but we have to help bring them over to the side of the we the people because they don't realize that they're voting themselves into a totalitarian system. And so that's that's part of the um, issue here. So I look looking at Trump and DeSantis, you know, we know that 
DeSantis, from leaked sources, has been meeting with uh, Paul Ryan, uh, you know, McConnell, some of those, you know, McCarthy. And that's, you know, to me, that's a big red flag. Um, one way that I look at Trump, and though with his recent announcement, the, the big thing that really did concern me was that there was no mention of God in his speech. There was no ending of God bless America or let's bring God back into this nation, which that to me, you know, that he lost a few points with that. And so, but I think that what's what's playing out though is my concern is that the GOP is backing DeSantis because they want, like they will do anything possible to get rid of Trump because Trump is not one of them. He wasn't supposed to win in 2016. He was never supposed to be the person that had that much control. And I think that he really derailed and slowed down a lot of the globalist plans that they had to accelerate bringing us into this one world government, new world order, uh, you know, type of a situation, which of course we don't want to have happen. And so I think that what I see happening with why would Trump call out DeSantis, I feel like that what he's doing is he's trying to show the supporters of his, really who I think are we the people, we understand the constitution, everything. He's saying, look, watch out for this. You know, watch out for look at you know because if look if DeSantis wants to actually take a you know a, take up a bid against Trump, he's going to have to take a lot of money. And this is the thing: is that money always comes with strings attached. I mean, really, money is the string. It's the the, the string of the puppet master that controls the puppet is the money. And so, if DeSantis, who would never be able to match Trump in fundraising, right? And you look at the donation statistics. You know, Trump has fundraised like pre- no other president has before. He's he's getting massive amounts of donations of. donations from the people of America. That's not how DeSantis has been. So DeSantis would not be able to fundraise in a way Trump could. Trump could probably raise a billion dollars in a matter of months. DeSantis would be forced to take GOP money. He'd be forced to take money through some of the lobbying efforts, et cetera. And so that's what would worry me, even if I look at DeSantis and I'm not saying he's a bad guy. Even if I look at him and say he has the best of intentions, your intentions don't matter when you take that check to get in the place that you need to go. And he yeah. would not be able to do that on his own. And that's what concerns me. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's a great explanation, Seth, um, and pointing out some things that may not be so obvious to others. Trump is behoven to nobody. I mean, he is a total free spirit, canoe rocker, knock him, sock him down, and uh, don't care who he lays out. So you think the timing of this is not too accidental then, the Ron sanctimonious? And you don't think the, the damage-wise or damage control within that movement, you don't see that too much as a problem right now? Well, I think that Trump is a very intelligent strategist. He is. And if you look at war, one of the most important things you can do is be the first to strike. And so people might say Trump is creating a war to split the, you know, the MAGA movement, right, to split right. the Republican Party. They were going to create that war. And you can see that as soon as he stepped across, as soon as he shot across the bow like mm. he did, yeah. um, they they were already, you had all of the voices in unison coming out, yeah. Yeah. all the conservative blue checkmark accounts, all of them coming out against Trump. And so what I think he was doing is he was the first, say, say you have an enemy waiting in the forest, well, he just launched a, a catapult with a flaming you know like rock mm. into the wow. forest. Wow. And now all the enemies are scurrying wow. out so he can see who yeah. they are and, so while everyone says, look at him, he's a troublemaker, it's like they were the ones laying in wait to ambush him walking into the forest. All he did was he dropped a a napalm on the forest, and now they're all rushing to come out, and they're all exposing who's against Trump. Interesting. 
It's yeah. who's against we the people. Seth, do you think he read? Uh, do you think Trump has read The Art of War once or twice? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he has it memorized. <laughs> Something like that, right? That's actually, what did he write? The Art of the Deal, was it? Right? Exactly. It's yeah. not. I think it's not coincidental that they're yeah. so similar. I know, I know. I just love it. And from a business standpoint, I totally get that. I haven't spent a good part of my life in corporate boardrooms. So Josh Hawley comes out, the senator, uh, and says, um, oh, the Republican Party, as we've known it, is dead. He says, didn't mix his words too much there. Uh, and many people thought that that was uh, appearing to be his comments edging away from uh, Trump. He'd been typically supportive of and he said that uh, the midterm elections were a funeral for the Republican Party as we know it. Uh, what do you think about those comments from Holly? <laughs> well, you know, for one thing, I, I think that the Republican Party, as we know it, should be dead um, <laughs> because it's been corrupted for a very long time. It's been controlled for a very long time. And, and we've known that. You know, look at did, did our world get better under Bush? Did our world get better under, you know, any of the Republicans really? Um, uh, except for for Trump, we saw all these improvements. So the, you know the party's been compromised for a very very long time. Now I'm not saying that we should have a third party and split the vote. That could be a disaster. But I think that we have to be re- ready and willing to redefine the parameters of our politics because it's very very broken. Now in return, in, in you know calling the midterms a funeral, uh, sorry a funeral, I'd call the midterms a crime scene. Right? They might you know they might come out and say, oh the Republican Party died during the midterms. I'd come out and say, no. The Republican Party was sitting down, you know, having a snack at a cafe, and someone walked up and put a gun to its head and shot it. Right, and that was the that was the the election fraud, all of the ballot harvesting, everything that happened. I mean, we really saw a 2020 you know 2.0 happen in the midterms. I mean, the fact they're still counting the votes out in Arizona for one of the most key races. If anybody can look at this and say, "Well, that's just how it is," and you know, it's really just a coincidence. You know, I think it's an IQ test. I, you know, for me, I look at it and say, could it be any more obvious? Mm-hmm. And even if you look at the wins that we did have or the losses we did have, when have we ever seen elections that were 0.5% away in so many races? Yeah. And to me, these are all indicators that this wasn't an accidental death. It was a crime scene. It was a murder. And, you know, do I have faith in our ability to, you know, bring the murderers to justice? Well, we saw them murder the 2020 election and they got away with it cleanly. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still following politics and everything, but to me, I, I'm, I'm having less and less faith in the political system. And to me, that translates into more faith in God. That is perfectly said right there, brother. Let's let that sink into folks, what you say right at the end there. You know, the, the ultimate fight of good and evil here, far bigger fight than Republicans and Democrats. And it is a moment of truth for mankind and for humanity. And, uh, America stands at the crossroads at this moment. Such a pleasure and a privilege to have you here, Seth Holhouse. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Oh, I appreciate the opportunity. And so this one here is in the books now, Corruption DC. It it surpassed my expectations. I hope it did yours as well, friends. It's important to get back at AmericaOutloud.com, and we all have to fight for the out loud truth. Uh, We must get that out there from sea to shining sea and and rebuild this shining city on a hill for sure. Uh, People are losing faith, as Seth says there. There's no doubt about it here. So that makes our job uh, uh, a tall order right now. We have to rebuild and reestablish that faith in in mankind and humanity. And that's going to come in one direction, friends, and that is through God Almighty. Now, thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.